Welcome to the Start Here podcast for web development. I'm Keith Monahan, And I'm Dane Miller. And we're here to show you how to build a career in web dev. You can find us online at starthere.fm. Hey, Keith. How's it going? Good. Good. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, man. Cool. We're, we're recording this on January 1st, so yep. today's the day. Yep, today's the day, and we just wanted to, you know, say, hope everybody had a good 2014, everybody mm-hmm. listening, and, you know, we hope you have a great 2015 as well. And, and this episode, we hope, is going to help you sort of uh, facilitate your web development education in 2015. We have some great tips and, and things that we want to talk about. For sure. First, we want to talk about or mention Whitney. She left a comment on the website mm-hmm. about and it's totally applicable. So among other things, she said, I'm moving into the web development space because I feel the grass is greener on the text editor side. I love the excitement, imagination, and creativity that comes with bringing ideas to life. Mm-hmm. I've had a natural curiosity for web development that I believe is turning into a personal passion. Mm-hmm. So I'm continuing to move forward with it. I'd say I'm a black belt beginner. My question, so along the way, when did you guys know that you were ready to put your name in the hat for full-time employment. Thanks for all you're doing. So thanks, Whitney, for leaving a comment. We appreciate that. And that is exactly what we want to talk about. How do you know when you're ready? It is so hard to know. I think it's the toughest question, right? As a self-learned, um, self-educated web developer, the, the toughest choice is is when do I cross the line and move to, to being able to charge for my work? When do I know enough? When do I have enough experience to be able to take money from other people. Taking money from other people for a service is very personal. Mm-hmm. And even for independent writers and bloggers, they often have trouble being able to charge for their services. And so I, I totally agree. This is a tough topic. Yeah. And not only just freelancing, but when when can you go start interviewing? That too. Yeah, for sure. It's tough. So we had a couple recommendations. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Dane, but I definitely struggled with this. And yeah, same here. I think I waited too long. Um, I've mentioned I took two years to get into web development and, and there were reasons I wanted to be sure. I have a family, you know, I mm-hmm. needed to make sure I could provide for them. But I definitely could have gotten in earlier. And one thing that would have helped me is if I put my code in front of other people because I was always unsure about what I was doing. Yeah. I could build it and it worked, right? I could build an application or a website and it worked. But then I'm like, well, but is it good? Like, is the code good or like, am I doing this right? Yeah, I totally agree. I think the name of the game is sanity checking yourself Mm -hmm. for this. So you're questioning, um, Whitney's questioning whether her code is good enough or whether her skill set is good enough. And one way to tell really quickly is to get an experienced member of the web development community to just review it. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I recommended to her that she build a little application and then get it in front of some people. You know, we do website reviews at uh, starthere.fm slash review. You can submit your reviews and then you can see them at starthere.fm slash reviews, plural. Mm -hmm. Uh, you could do that, submit them to us or just have a friend, perhaps somebody on Twitter you reach out to. Just get it in front of other people. I I agree. I think that's the name of the game. Yeah. And something we found, and I think we've talked about uh, recently, is a website. It's called freecodecamp.com. And basically, you you build something with somebody else. It's called pair programming, where you're literally building something together. And that is huge because then you can bounce ideas off each other and and talk about how to build something. I think that experience, getting your code in front of somebody else and having it reviewed, 
will give you a good idea about where you're at and it will build your confidence if you're ready. Yeah. And there's another resource. So this is a paid resource and we often don't like to plug paid resources because we are, we're very keen on keeping budgets low for you guys that are learning. But I will say the pair coding is super huge and being able to watch other people pair code is just as good, I think, as being able to pair code with somebody. So there's places like lynda.com as well as P, um, peepcode.com, which got bought by Pluralsight. So you'll now go to Pluralsight.com. Those both offer paid subscriptions for videos on web development, and they have a series of like pair coding. So there's certain series on hmm. both of those sites you can go to to actually watch two people pair code together, and it's really cool. And we'll include a link to that in the show notes. And I honestly have used that a ton when I'm doing Rails stuff just to sort of see how other people think. Also, you do need to understand how others think in the space that you're in. I mean, when you're able to validate that your thinking is on the same level as mm -hmm. a, a more intermediate member of the community, then I think you're ready to sort of enter the job market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really hard to know where you're at, but having people, other people look at it is probably one of the best ways. The other way, and so that was, that was kind of the first thing is peer review. Yep. The other thing is that can you build something, a project from some sort of a spec document, even if it's a personal project and you just outline some criteria, this application should do this, this, and this. So, and then can you take that and then build from it? with, you know, without doing more or less, because you'll most likely receive some sort of documentation or requirements that you'll need to build from in your job. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to be able to do that. So can you build it from start to finish, front end, back end, or whatever your focus is? And I think it's, it, it allow me to elaborate on that a little bit. I think it's more so that you use a spec document than that you build something randomly. So the point of this objective to build something from a spec document is that mm -hmm you are able to judge your skills based on an objective as you can measure as possible, right? Like it's it's impossible to be objective because you're judging yourself. So you're obviously subjective. But if you are able to write down what you want to build beforehand and then look at it and judge whether or not you built that at the end, I mm -hmm. think it's I think it's pretty close to being objective. And then also you don't run into scope creep as right. well, right? Where you're just mm -hmm. constantly building and going and going. You need some kind of stopping point so that you can look back and evaluate your education. Yeah. So if you create your own spec document, then you need to stick to it. Yep. And thanks for that comment, Whitney. That was awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this kind of got us thinking about web development in general and kind of the lifestyle and like the process of learning. And the next thing we wanted to hit on was just that as you're learning, you know, you have to remember it's a commitment yep. and it's kind of like a part-time job. This is a theme that we've had in a yeah. couple episodes throughout the show, if you notice that, you know, we, we just constantly want to remind people that as they go about their learning process, that it is a commitment and it can be like a part-time job where it does require 10, 20 hours a week after you get home from your day job. And that can be a struggle. So, you know, we do mm -hmm. like to mention this every now and then. Right. And so what that means is that well, I guess it depends on your situation right now. If if you're single, it means that you just need to commit to yourself that you're going to do this. And that means you'll, you won't be able to do some activities that you had previously been able to, whether that's going out with friends in the evenings all the time or hanging out, you know, with roommates, or maybe that's binge watching on Netflix. I don't know. You won't be able to do some of those things and you just have to commit to the job, right? And the way that you can do that is you keep your eye on the ball. You keep your eye on the end goal. And what's cool is that you can, you can know the end goal. Maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year. You should set that goal for yourself and know that this isn't going to be forever. I'm just taking this time 
foregoing some of these things so that I can have a better career, better life later on. Now, the other scenario is if you have a family and then it involves a conversation with, with your family, with your significant other, where you have to come to an understanding of basically the same things that you will have to forego some things. And those might be spending time with your family. That's difficult and that's hard. And I went through that as I was learning and I came back to it, you know, multiple times we came back to, this is tough. We don't get to spend as much time together as we need to. What are we going to do? And it it always came back to the end goal. And the end goal was that I was going to have a better job. You know, we're going to have a better lifestyle. And we really do want that. And so, yes, it sucks right now. And But like just to jump in, you do currently have a better lifestyle and you do currently have a better job. Like you're living all those things Uh that you and your wife discussed and had to keep coming Uh back to. Yeah. So it was totally worth it. Yeah. You know, and it can be really hard having those conversations. Yeah. But it's just something that you have to do. And even if you're not comfortable doing it, yeah, it needs to be said. It's got to be out there. And so you want to, I mean, obviously best case scenario is that you want to have, you know, full understanding and commitment from your family for, for, for doing this, for, for going after this, because it is going to take time away from them. I agree. I, I did it a little bit differently than you, as as listeners know who listened to episode one. I, I perhaps jumped in too quickly, whereas maybe you took too long. So I think we have mm-hmm. both sides of the spectrum. But but the honest truth is, it doesn't matter which side of the spectrum you were on looking back. You always need to just focus on setting goals and making sure that you do the commitment that you set for yourself. So if you take, you know, if you want to spend 10 hours a week or one hour a day or whatever learning, you need to actually do that and mm-hmm. follow through and you'll, you'll achieve that result. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was really fun and encouraging when I set goals to then see them accomplished. How do you set goals for learning web development? Mm-hmm. What, what was one of your goals? Just as like a little bit of insight into your, your life, what was one of the goals you set? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So originally it was always two years out. Okay. In two years, I wanted to have a job in web development. That was okay. always the goal. I don't remember setting some specific goals for how often I spent time learning. Um, it's something that I liked doing and wanted to do. And so I just did it. And it ended yeah. up being about two to three hours, like four or five nights a week. Yeah. And I, it, it came about organically, it sounds like, mm-hmm. right? Just because you were mm-hmm. so passionate about it. Right. Right. And I think that's a common theme. I, I guess the listeners can tell us, though, if you guys really are interested in a show about goals, definitely let us know. You can tweet at us at Start Here FM and let us know. I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if it's super relevant, but I didn't use goals personally because I jumped in too quick, like I said. And it sounds like, Keith, you did it organically based on your passion. But, mm-hmm. we, you know, we do have some thoughts on goals if you guys want to hear. So what was the next topic we wanted to ju- jump into here? Well... When you're in web development, there are all sorts of ups and downs. There are things that you can do to manage the the downs, like the down part of it, right? So what I'm getting at is that when you're coding and you hit a brick wall, something should be working and it's not working and and you can't figure it out. It is so frustrating. Yeah. And you get, you can almost get depressed. Yeah. Sometimes I do. And what do you do? Well, first I should say this applies to people learning too. If you're learning something and you just can't grasp it. And I, I know all of us that have went to college have that experience of sitting in class, maybe a math class, and you just can't quite grasp what the professor's teaching or what even what your high school teacher was teaching. And it's tough. And the same thing happens mm-hmm. when you're self-educated in web development. You'll read a code block and you'll try to implement it. You just don't quite understand it. And it, 
And uh, honestly, it's really frustrating because it's just our very nature to almost want everything to come easy to us. Mm -hmm. But when they don't, it can be depressing or upsetting. And Keith, what are, what are some of the things that you've done when you get in that state to get yourself out of it? For sure. So first thing when I'm getting frustrated is I'll just get up and just yeah. go and take a walk or, or just take a quick break, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is. Do you do Pomodoro? Do you focus in certain set amounts of time so that you can then take specific breaks or do you just take a break like whenever you feel stressed? I'm not sure what Pomodoro is, but yeah, I totally just... I wing it. And I think that's because I have a pretty good tap on my uh, psyche and my, my body. I kind of know when I need a break. Um, and so I'll just, I'll just take a break. But if that's not for everybody, you could just set some, some time, more mm -hmm. of a structured, a structured deal. So yeah, absolutely. If I'm feeling frustrated, I'll just take a quick break, get up, walk around. It gets your blood flowing and that's fantastic. If you have an opportunity to stand while you develop, that's also helpful. And the quick caveat on walking, it's been shown that if you take a seven to 10 minute walk in the morning after having a cup of coffee, it actually, it basically ignites your brain in an unbelievable way. So like all these neurons that typically don't fire during a day will mm -hmm. fire when you're on a walk, even if you don't have coffee, even if it's not the morning, but especially if you do it in the morning and they also mm -hmm. did the study uh, after people had coffee. So it's like there, you can actually very scientifically do your walk to where it doesn't have to be an hour long walk. You know, it doesn't have to be crazy, just a couple minutes and you can actually come back to your computer and focus with, with a greater attention span, you know, greater focus time and, and more ability to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Dan, you've heard of uh, the four hour work week by Timothy Ferris. Yeah. Yeah. He has another book called the four hour body. That's which where is... I got that tip. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he, he has another tip where, and I don't, it doesn't apply exactly, but I think it, it does. It could help. If you're going to go, this is kind of random. If you're going to go eat a big meal and you know it's going to be a big meal, you can jumpstart your metabolism by going to a bathroom or into a back room or somewhere and doing 20, 20 squats. Yeah. 20 squats will get your body uh, moving. It gets your blood going. It gets your, it gets your heart rate up a little bit and it will increase your metabolism. And so you could even do something like that in the morning as well and just kind of, it's not a full exercise, of course, but it gives you some of those benefits for starting your day. Right. And the point is, you know that you're going to be doing something later. So do something now that helps you later, right? So that's the whole point of that tip from Tim, right? Is that mm -hmm. you know you're going to be eating a lot. So do something now that helps your digestion or metabolism later. And the same for us as self-educated web developers. We know we have to sit down and focus for an hour. So Let's get ourselves in the right mind state to do that physically and mentally before we sit down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So you also mentioned a minute ago, Keith, standing desks before we sort of got off topic on that tangent uh, from Tim. And I will say I've experimented with standing desks a bit and mm -hmm. I've always seen and read the articles that sitting is killing us, you know, standing is the best and you know, I've read blog posts of people that have experimented with standing desks that love it and some that hate it. And honestly, I just had to try it for myself. So what I did was I have a, you know, at my day job, uh, previously, I just had a cardboard box and I would put it on the table, put the laptop on the cardboard box. And I, I found that it actually is really nice to stand every couple of hours for about 30 minutes. So what I would do is every couple of hours when I would start to get sort of 
in the zone so much that I could almost get a little sleepy. You know that zone that you get into where you're so frustrated from a bug or something that you're almost getting tired and you're mentally starting to go like lower and mm-hmm. lower in, in yeah. energy? At that point, I would definitely jump up, put the box on the table and start working standing and it completely mm-hmm. changed your my mind state. So I went from really low energy to totally fired up and ready to go and I found that's actually the way it works. So I mean anytime I need a quick focus, I'll I'll pop a box on the desk and stand and even though it's not, you know, the best thing ever, it's some cardboard box, it doesn't really matter. The point is you're doing what you got to do to get it done. Right. And so the other the other big thing that helps me get through a problem is and I don't know if everybody can do this. I would like to think that everyone can can try is is to develop a curiosity for for the the problem, and whether that problem is you're you're learning a technology and you don't fully understand it, or you're actually in some code and it's not working right. Just take a deep breath, you know, go on the walk, and then come back and make a decision that you're curious that you you want to learn how to do this, learn how to figure it out. Sometimes just taking some perspective like that. And deciding, oh, you know, there's this thing, I can't figure it out, but this is going to be really good to know. So yeah, let, let me figure it out, you know, and then dive in with a fresh perspective. And sometimes that helps as well. That I agree that coupled with a walk of like, you know, choosing to be curious coupled with a walk where you perhaps think about it, that can be really beneficial. And actually, I heard an interesting anecdote about being curious. There was a a hedge fund manager that I listened to on a podcast who discussed how he did an experiment where for a week he tried to change all of the frustrations that he had, which is applicable to us as web developers, to curiosity. So mm. every time he felt frustrated, he just he he basically said for a week, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to be curious about everything. Literally, yeah. he was curious about mm. every decision that everybody made. And it was it, that can be very taxing mentally to do that. For sure. But yeah. But the point was he came out of that experience completely changed. Like he was just the way he viewed the world was totally um, different because he realized that he wasn't curious about the way that he viewed the world. Right. And as mm. web developers, this is the same thing. Like we get frustrated about a problem. Like Keith said, just get curious about it. View yourself being upset about it. You know, relax for a bit, go on a walk, come back, nail it. Like that works so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's something I did in college when I, when I was faced with a subject that I didn't like at all. Mm-hmm. I had no interest in. I actually, I just made a decision that I was going to be curious about this. And so sometimes we can build up this anxiety or this like a wall almost uh, mm-hmm. for things that we're not interested in that will keep us from it. Yeah. And if you, totally. if you just decide, no, I, I want to learn more about that. And you, yeah. you literally have to tell yourself like, no, this, this is interesting. I want to learn more about this. Or you just ask, you just say to yourself, like, I'm curious about that. Like, you don't have to be all mm-hmm. in it. Like you just described. I feel right. like you can just be like, what, what is the deal with that? You know, uh-huh. what, it, what is the deal there? It's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the biggest tool that I used in college that helped me the most is just knowing that no matter what subject, no matter what I'm faced with, I can just decide that I'm going to be curious about it and and dive in and okay, that doesn't mean you have to embrace what you're learning some some things i didn't agree with and that's sure. fine that gives you perspective and character yeah anyway i hope that helps some people it certainly helped me one other thing that we wanted to touch on also in this new year's episode sort of looking forward trying to help you guys in your web development education as we move forward 
is you just have to understand your cadence as well. So throughout the day, you'll have lulls and you'll have high points and you need to understand how you work personally. So if you're somebody that wakes up in the morning and you're totally fired up. You're talking about energy level throughout the day? Sort of. It's sort of about energy level. It's also sort of about like mental energy too. So, you know, there's physical energy and then there's mental energy and you need to find the point where there's the nexus between the both. And Mm -hmm. you need to basically embrace that because that's Mm -hmm. a really good time for you to learn. So just to paint a picture, if I told somebody to learn something in web development and they spent a week on it and it was at the lull point of their day, Mm -hmm. it would probably not be very helpful. But if I told somebody to learn something in web development and I only gave them two days, but it was at like the nexus and they were at their highest peak energy mentally and physically, and Mm -hmm. they only spent like 20 minutes on it a day, I'm pretty confident that that person could understand it because learning something is so much about just understanding your own mentality about it. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like not so much learning the thing. It's learning how to learn in a way. And one, one of those tips is obviously like understand your energy. So that's kind of the point I'm making is you'll understand that, you know, some people are night people and some people are morning people. Mm -hmm. Just pick whichever one you are and totally go all in, uh, with your education in that, in that time slot. Right. And we, we would just like to say now that when you're learning web development, it, it is like, just like Dane just said, it is about learning how to learn because you will never have arrived. You will never know it all. You will never know most of it in in everything, right? Because web development is so huge and it's always changing. And I don't know about you, Dane, but when I, when I get into something and I don't, I don't know it, I get frustrated and I feel inferior because I don't know how to do something. And I've realized you just have to get over that because there's always going to be stuff you don't know. It's true. So as you're learning web development, it can be really hard to figure out what you do need to know to get a job or to be good as a freelancer in a particular field, right? There's there's front end, there's back end, but there's also different languages and sometimes different languages have different technologies that go along with them. And what set of skills do you need to get the job that you're looking for? Okay, so it, it helps to have a job in mind and some of those skills if you're a back end might be you know a core language and then um, also understanding how to work with um, APIs and yeah. and some other things don't just focus on the languages maybe it's HTML CSS JavaScript but do some research maybe find out are there are there skills that you could be learning around you know those primary technologies that will it will help you beyond just technically doing the job. That's a really good point. And I think a good way to think about that is, let's say you're a backend developer and you know Python, but one day you're asked to code up some sort of an algorithm. Um, but perhaps your your product manager doesn't call it an algorithm. He just wants you to figure out, um, use Python to come up with the quickest way to analyze the data that, that, you know, over the past couple months and come up with some kind of solution. Unfortunately, you have to use some kind of algorithm that perhaps you don't know and you never learned, right? And so as a self-educated web developer, algorithms and, and sort of the advanced math side of computer science is often something that we push off to the very end. Mm-hmm. We say, you know what? We're going to learn that at the very end, which is totally reasonable. I'm going to learn the Python syntax and how to actually code up a web page first. Um, and that, that's totally reasonable. But 
I think it would do you some good to understand the basics of a lot of that stuff so that when your product manager comes to you and says, can you do this? You say, you know what? I think I have a solution that might include a tool belt, a tool that that's in my tool belt. And perhaps I don't know it 100%, but I at least know the name or the mm-hmm. type of algorithm that I want to do so I can go on Google and sort of look it up, right? Like, so mm-hmm. the point is you have knowledge of the area surrounding your skills and maybe not very deep knowledge it could yeah. just be surface but if you just if you know about a technology that could help you yeah then even that is beneficial yeah and i like to envision it as like an as a web developer this is kind of strange but as a web developer you're basically an orb and you're have like a million little connections coming off and those connections are to all the new types of technologies mm-hmm. all the new algorithms all the everything right and so as a web developer you almost kind of need to make sure that you have those connections and they aren't Mm -hmm. severed when you start severing those connections and you're in a job um, your manager will come to you with a problem or some kind of thing that he wants you to build and you'll basically have a really tough time doing it because you're trying to hit um, hit the nail with the hammer that you already know of Mm -hmm. instead of the the hammer that's appropriate Right. right? Yeah, so you definitely. have to you have to really keep all of the industry in in mind. That that doesn't have to be overwhelming as it sounds. I know that does sound kind of crazy that you have to understand everything. That's not really what we mean. We simply yeah, it's more like it's more like keeping tabs on the industry. Yeah, exactly. And we did discuss yeah. this in one episode where our tricks and tips to keep tabs mm-hmm. on a large amount of data and one of mine was to subscribe to a couple newsletters. Right. And not only that, but also staying connected with a community of other web developers and I did that by going to local meetups uh, in my town here that were for web marketing and then like web design and web development and stuff. And that was cool because you got to rub shoulders and people would talk about new stuff and it just keeps you in the know. And here's a here's a good tip if you want to learn about new stuff but don't actually want to go to meetups and meet people um just go to meetup.com and look up tech meetups in your area or in Los Angeles or New York in the big cities and mm-hmm. then um look at what those meetups are on is there a mm-hmm. meetup on Angular is there a meetup on Node.js is there a meetup on Emacs like all of these meetups are going to happen around topics that are like really hot Right. Mm-hmm, because people like sure. to talk about it. So just take that topic and go and learn a little bit. And sometimes you might even be able to find resources on Meetup without even, you know, on, on those event pages. Yeah, you totally. Can get and learn more about. Mm-hmm. So another example of adding skills around your core language or competence would be on the front end to learn Photoshop. If you're building the front end HTML, CSS structures based on designs, most likely you're going to need to know Photoshop. Maybe maybe you get the style guide for the website in a Photoshop file that you'll need to get in and like cut it up and pull assets out of, or maybe you'll need to be able to optimize images. Um, so that's another example of, of something that you can learn now that will benefit you later if you're in that, that field. Yeah, totally. So here's an interesting question, Dane. How do you become a web guy or gal without realizing it? That's a really good question. There's this idea, and we've talked about it, that you fake it till you make it. Yeah. And it's so cliche, but it really is true. As you fake it, right, you start immersing yourselves in the communities, you start learning the lingo, and what you're doing is you're accumulating the culture and the knowledge, and you're you're through osmosis almost, you're absorbing this. And then eventually one day, you just are. Yeah, I think the fact that most people think fake it till you make it is cliche is kind of stupid because it is the truest thing 
that has probably ever been said about self-education mm-hmm. when it comes to a career. It's mm-hmm. it's by far the best thing that you could possibly do. And, you know, there's a lot of extrapolations on that. Like people will extrapolate that uh, and say, oh, the reason fake it, you make it, fake it till you make it works is because the law of attraction. Like you mentally think you are something and then you get it. I don't really abide by some of those extrapolations. I just know for a fact, and I've seen many, many, many times over that fake it till you make it is 100% going to work for you. And I think the way that you become something without realizing it is just that. You literally decide to yourself at the beginning, you know, year one, day zero, you decide, I'm going to be a web developer. Then you start learning, mm-hmm. you go about your learning process. Then two years later, in your case, Keith, two years mm-hmm. later, you wake up one day and you're like, holy crap, I am a web developer. Like, right. I have an awesome job. And the funny thing is, you don't necessarily get a parade. A parade doesn't come <laughs> down the street the day that you get the job and you get told that you made it like nobody is ever going to tell you that you made it like right. I, like you know i you're not going to feel it either yeah you're not going to feel it and take it from me like i worked at the white house in web development i did not feel like i made it at that point like you do not mm-hmm. feel like you made it no matter what but you will wake up one day and you will feel like it and you just don't really know where it comes from it'll be a series of life events that cause it but but more so it's some kind of like internal thing that happens where you're like oh wow i'm a web developer now like that's super mm-hmm. cool. And maybe it's the day that you quit your your job, right? Like so if you have another mm-hmm. job, perhaps perhaps that is a life event that's very black and white. Like when I quit that job, I'm a web developer. And and if that's the case for you, then that is awesome because you have a very black and white you know, boundary there. Mm -hmm. Right. Or if you're not doing freelance, maybe that's getting a job in web development. Yeah, exactly. And like for, even though when you get a job, like, you know, it sometimes doesn't feel like you made it because you feel like you aren't as educated as everybody else and you're still struggling. You're like, oh, I've got to learn so much to even be as good as like this one guy next to me at my job. I I haven't Mm -hmm. yet made it. And that will continue. Like if that's how you feel and you're new to a job, like, trust me, that will continue throughout your life. But you know, again, I think you will just wake up one day and mm-hmm. feel like you've you've achieved this thing as long as you keep at it. Absolutely. And I, I would say part of that process for me was also interviewing for web development jobs. Okay. I came, you know, I got to a point where I was like, well, I, you know, I'm close. I feel like I'm close. I could be ready here. So I just dove in to the job market. I think this is what Whitney was saying is when do you start to dive in exactly? And I just looked for jobs that were around stuff that I already had learned or had was learning and then wrote a cover letter, sent my resume. Sometimes I didn't get any responses. Sometimes I got emails back. Sometimes I got a call back. I did multiple phone interviews. I did multiple like second interviews um, and conversations with different people. And some of those were, I mean, one of them felt like a grilling. <laughs> yeah. And it was... It was intense. It was actually intense. But you know what? I learned a lot about what people are looking for. And then I could go back and I could say, okay, these people, I wasn't quite what they were looking for because of X, Y, Z, because I didn't know this or I didn't know this. And so you can use that job search process as a way to refine yourself. And then as you continue to look and you continue to learn as you're applying for jobs, you become who they're looking for. Yeah, that's a really great point and great way to say it, actually. Mm -hmm. Especially relevant to people in the job search. If you're in the job search phase of your career um, as a web developer, then definitely take what Keith just said to heart because you will get declined a bunch. You know, you will have to go to multiple interviews. If you're really lucky and you get the first interview that you ever go out for, 
then that's very rare. That's very rare. So don't be discouraged mm-hmm. if you get declined a bunch and have to do this process up for a, for a while. How long did it take you, by the way? It was at least six months, but I had the luxury of having a full-time job as well. Right. So you could take your time a little bit for sure. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out the job that I have now, it didn't come to me through any of those interviewing processes. What mm-hmm. it was, it was a recommendation of a friend of a friend. And so the flip side of this is that you need to tell people that you are looking to be in the industry. Tell your friends, tell your family, hey, I'm learning to be a web developer. Or if you know anybody that needs a web developer, let me know. And so like literally getting the word out can be an awesome networking opportunity. Yeah. Over the holidays, I hope you were telling everybody uh, that you want to be a web developer, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're in a career where you're trying to transition, I hope over the holidays when you were with family and friends and they asked how your work's going, I hope you told them, you know, I'm trying to transition to web development because they will probably say, oh, I know my friend who's trying to build a website because everybody's trying to build a website for everything. And mm-hmm. you are an immediate point of contact. When you mm-hmm. become an immediate point of contact, then uh, obviously you're a sort of tangential point of contact for that family member's friend. And it goes on and spreads and spreads. And eventually you'll get references. Uh, I, I imagine, Keith, before you got your first reference, you you never understood how references worked. Like it, mm-hmm. it seems so fictitious to people, like when they're first starting freelancing, uh, mm-hmm. like how references actually work, but it's, it's really organic and, you know, you get one client or even one friend or you do something pro bono and then you share it on Twitter and, you know, it's, it's very organic. So you just have to take the process slowly and, and sort of methodically. Sure. For sure. It doesn't happen overnight. Usually. Usually. Well, I think that's our episode for today. We, we just want to encourage you guys to keep going, keep learning, keep building, build for other people. That's huge. Yeah. If I could go back in time and tell myself something, the one thing I would tell myself early on was to start building for people right away, as early as I possibly could. Yeah. Because there's, there's a huge amount of experience you can gain. Yep. So you can find us online at starthere.fm. And as Dane mentioned, we do website reviews. And feel free to use that website review submission as a way to evaluate your skill set. If you wanted to submit your website and tell us, you know, hey, this is something I built just a couple weeks ago or something that I'm using to test my skills, we will we'll definitely evaluate it as such. You know, it's very different. Um, it's very different than if you sent us your personal site. If you sent us a portfolio site or a personal site, we'll evaluate that within the context of a personal site or a portfolio site but if you come to us and you just say hey look i'm trying to evaluate some skills here is a a little javascript app or a little php Mm -hmm. app you put it on github maybe you know we'll totally help you guys out yeah so we've done some uh, a few other website reviews and we just do like a screencast and then talk about it there you can find those at starthere.fm forward slash reviews plural um, we would love to answer any questions you have. You can find me uh, at Keith Mon, K-E-I-T-H-M-O-N. It's on Twitter. Or you can email me, Keith, at starthere.fm. And I'm at underscore D-A-I-N. That's underscore Dane. And on Twitter, and you can email me at Dane at starthere.fm. So keep it going and have a great 2015. Bye. Bye.